All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, January 30th. Oh, F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. We're here for the kids, the kids, of course, (sighs) who are following us for this historic Puss in Boots, The Last Wish run. So we're trying to keep it clean. I'll beep it. Yeah. Bleep it or... Yeah, yeah, bleep it. That that's the way to go. So Clayton, uh, it was a, it was a I would say it was a wild weekend at the box office. Maybe not at the top of the box office this week, but it was a wild weekend in the middle and the bottom of the box office. A lot of new stuff, a lot of uh, uh, expansions and concert films and fathom events and indie horror. There's a lot going on here that we're gonna have to make sense of. So, would you want to plow to 10? Oh, I am way ahead of you, sir. Great. So, if you could Let's give us a plow for the weekend of Friday, January 27th. Number one, for the seventh weekend in a row, Avatar The Way of Water made $15.9 million, down 21%. It lost 190 theaters. It's at $620.8 million. Number two, Holden Strong, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, made $10.4 million, a drop of only 11%. It lost 159 theaters. It is at $140.7 million in its sixth weekend. Number three, Puthon. I'm trying to get it correct. Hold on, because we got an email that gives us it. Puthon. Puthon. Made six point eight million dollars in only six hundred ninety-five theaters. Its total gross is nine point four million dollars, and this is its first weekend of wide release. Number four, a man called Otto made six point six million dollars, down twenty-four percent. It actually added one hundred and fifty-five theaters. It's at forty-five point nine million dollars in its fifth weekend. Number five, Megan made $6.2 million, down 36%. It lost 212 theaters. It's at $82.1 million in its fourth weekend. Number six, Missing, made $5.6 million, down 38%. No theater change, and it's at $17.5 million in its second weekend. Number seven, Plane, made $3.8 million, down 28%. It lost 208 theaters. It's at a tidy $25.3 million in its third weekend. Number eight, a newbie, The Wandering Earth 2, made $3 million in 142 theaters. And this is its second weekend of release. Number nine, a newbie, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, a Fathom event made $2.5 million. It's at $3.1 million. This is all in its first weekend. Number 10, Infinity Pool made $2.5 million in its first weekend. And let's keep going because number 11, Billie Eilish live at the O2 extended cut made $1.2 million in 596 theaters. Number 12, an indie horror movie, Fear, made $1.2 million in 974 theaters in its first weekend. So, Pat, we've got a lot of movies that 
down here at the bottom making one, two, three million dollars, and they're taking advantage of a pretty, I don't want to say slow box office because box office is booming, but slow new release schedule. Yeah, slow big studio releases. This almost felt like a clearance sale, like a going out of business sale, you yes. know, for movies that it's like, all right, next week. We've got a, uh, you know, the, the, this this huge superstore is moving into the location. It's going to be a, a Macy's, I don't know, or something like that. With a, a store that everyone loves that they're excited about. But the store that was sitting there, the old 99-cent store, they got to get everything off the shelves. So, you know, you're going in and you're picking the shelves and you're finding a fear. You're finding a Billie Eilish concert film. You're finding a wandering earth sequel left behind so that's yes. what it felt like like everything's got to go because next week there's a whole new store here now just to clarify something i think i made a little bit of a mistake okay. here the wandering earth 2 i said was a newbie it actually like i said in the rundown it's its second weekend okay and then the film uh Paton, uh Paton. yes it it's this weekend was six point eight, uh, and its entire gross right now is nine point four. So I'm assuming that it had some showings in the middle of the week. Yeah, it must have been a Wednesday opening movie. So we'll get to that yeah. movie because we've got an email, a boots on the ground report about Patan. So we'll get to um, that. Yeah. Um, I just want to start at some of these newbies at the bottom here. I mean, fear is an interesting one because it comes from a sort of auteur, this guy, Dion Taylor. He's a director mm -hmm. who people may know because he has directed big studio-ish movies like The Intruder with Dennis Quaid. He did that movie uh, Black and Blue that had Frank Grillo and Tyrese in it a couple of years ago. Um, but he's also, I would say, best known for making the Meet the Blacks movies, which mm -hmm. I, I have you seen a Meet the Blacks film, Clayton? I have not. The first one came out all the way back in 2016. Yes, yes. And it made $9 million all in. And it was a parody of The Purge, correct? Yes, it was. It was what if The Purge had Mike Epps and Charlie Murphy in it? That, mm -hmm. that's, that's what it appears to be. Though what I've heard about these movies is, and Mike Tyson is in it, um, and yeah, those those seem to be the big selling points, is Mike Epps, Charlie Murphy, Mike Tyson, and George Lopez is in this film. And these are indie horror comedies. Snoop Dogg mm -hmm. was in this film, and there was a sequel that came out in 2021. So he made a Meet the yes. Blacks sequel, so this filmmaker Dion Taylor, um, he he's he's I don't know if he's self-funding these, but he seems to have some financiers, and mm. they make these tidy indie movies. This is where I think he shines. Not so much in the black and blues and the intruder studio type films. He shines in these Meet the Blacks and these Fears. These movies that are made under the radar and they open number 12, but the number 12 at 1.2 million 
probably was everything they hoped it would be. I can't imagine oh, yeah. Deion Taylor's fear was expected by anyone, by any of the financiers, to do much better than $1.2 million opening weekend. I think uh, for a small-budget movie with with no real advertising that I know of, mm-hmm. I mean, this may not have been targeted towards us, right, right. although we do like our horror. Oh, yeah. I mean, to make anything over a million at the box office, I think, is a success. Yes, and it seems like to me, and again, this we could be totally off base and all of these people are stars in a certain uh, to a certain audience, but T.I., playing the character Lou is the name that I'm most familiar with in this yes, cast. So if you the have rapper TI. So I think in 2023, if if the rapper TI is the big name of the film and the film makes $1.2 million, it probably overperformed. Mm-hmm. Yes. TI is not necessarily in the Zeitgeist the way he was um in years past yes yes if i mean not for positive things i do think there is some controversy involving ti that we won't get into because it doesn't really matter but i'm saying as like a you know as a recording artist right. his popularity is not as it's at its peak no this it's not 2007 if this movie came out in 2007 2008 and you had ti in it you're probably hoping for a top five finish 2023 i think Dion taylor's fear uh, it, 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 I'm sure it did well, and it will only help the eventual streaming numbers on well, your Tubi, on your Freebie, on your, uh, you know, IMDb Plus. Well, here's the thing, Pat. I don't know. This is uh, this is a production. This is a distributor called it called Hidden Empire. I mm-hmm. believe is what it's yes. saying on the numbers. I don't know what streaming venue this will end up on i mean you mentioned tubi tubi might be a good place for it to land but guess what if this thing ends up in my feed mm-hmm. you know on my fire stick it says hey fears out yes. it's on tubi do you want to watch it i'm a sne- i'm gonna get a, i'm gonna take a peek at it because mm-hmm. it made a million point two at the box office, exactly. and it was released in theaters. Ex- That's huge. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that is that is a win for Dion Taylor, for Hidden Empire, for the film Fear when it eventually lands on Tubi. There's a Billie Eilish, like you said, concert film that came in number mm-hmm. 11, made $1.29 million. Uh, it's called Billie Eilish Live at the O2, extended cut. So I'm guessing the O2 is the O2 Arena in London. Mm-hmm. Right, I, yes. I would guess that. So, big stadium show, um, and uh, I guess it shows Billie Eilish is one spot higher than Ti in 2023. Ti came in number twelve. Billie Eilish came in at number eleven. So I think you know this is not a music show, but I think that gives you uh, an idea of of who the big stars are in music these days relative to one another. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know much about this concert film. I mean, here's the thing: 1.2 million in 596 theaters. So, you know, people like Billie Eilish. Right, right. It is not. What are some of the big concert films that we've had in the last few years of pop stars? 
Well, uh, I mean, uh, God, because it, it, that's so long. I was going to mention the new- Justin Bieber one. That was a huge hit, but that was years ago. You know what the one that was the, the a very big one was the K-pop stars. Yes. And their name is escaping me at the moment. Yes, yes, yes. And we're going to get inundated with uh, K-pop, uh, the K-pop army to let us know how dumb we are for forgetting these gentlemen. It, BTS. BTS. BTS, of course, of course, BTS, yes. BTS they, had a, I think I, they had a pretty nice uh, grossing one yes. that I'm trying to look up at the moment. Yeah, I think... I think uh, Permission have... to Dance was one that came out in March of 2022, mm-hmm. and it made $6.8 million. Yes, yeah, so about uh, almost... Five or six times the amount that this Billie Eilish uh, uh, film made, which I think makes sense because with these concert films, if you could play to an audience, it it seems to me that the audience uh, uh, is really going to respond if the artist is playing to a young female audience, which I would assume Billie Eilish is too. But in this, in the oh, way yeah, that I think so. BTS or Justin Bieber were heartthrobs or are heartthrobs to a young female audience. That's usually the way you're going to get some good money out of these concert films. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What do we think here of number 10, Infinity Pool, which is the Brendan Cronenberg film starring Mia Goth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our I, beloved Pearl? I will say... It feels like a slight disappointment, slightly just based on Mia Goth. I think having had a big year that really upped her profile, you know, there was, she had X, she had Pearl, both those movies did pretty well. And she had some weird, you know, sort of groundswell Oscar buzz around her. Like she, she was someone who was moving a little bit into mainstream consciousness. So I would have thought she could have, especially on such a sleepy weekend, propelled Infinity Pool closer to like $4 million. So well, Pearl only opened to 3.1. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I mean, she was not the center of this. That's true. Trailer. I mean, she was shown briefly in this trailer. Mm-hmm. And so I think... If you didn't see this trailer and you didn't look up the cast list, you probably didn't know she was in this film. I mean, her name. There's definitely a part of the trailer where the stars of the movie's names appear, and she. Well, and I'm saying you, if it. you didn't see this if trailer, you didn't see the then, trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I don't know if this is necessarily a a, a, a huge disappointment. I I don't know if this. I don't remember what I said last week. The margins on something like this are so small, Infinity Pool. Yeah. It was never going to open. Like a success would have been, wow, this made $4.6 million. Exactly. And instead Oop. it made two point five. It was always going to be And didn't we say low. this thing would make around two something? We may I, have. I, I mean, Thursday is so long ago at this it point. It was so long ago. So many it's movies so have come ago. out since we made these predictions. I think the Cronenberg name is big with a very small, small audience, and is mm-hmm. something of a turnoff to the majority of a film-going audience. You know? Okay. I, I think that the name Cronenberg will get 
a certain group of sickos in, which include us. We we almost yeah, oh. want to see this film. We want to see this film. Of course. But I think that name is equally a stay away warning for most people who would go to a multiplex. As opposed yes. to if Infinity Pool was a new film from Phil Stevens. You know, whoever is a, is a fake name. There's not a director named Phil Stevens. Maybe he does There probably is. There probably is. There's so many movies. Though. Not one of note. But I think if that was Infinity Pool, same movie, and it just didn't have a Cronenberg name on it, it may have... I don't know if it... Well, it's it's tough to say, but it's, his name definitely, I think, it, it, brings, it brings something with it that maybe turns off some percentage of of moviegoers. Well, you're talking about his father, not necessarily him, because oh. he doesn't have the the legacy. But the name, that his father, the had. name but is you Cronenberg. Just think in general, yeah, oh yeah, the name is Cronenberg. I don't even. I think most people aren't investigating further past that name. So you're you're thinking the new flesh doesn't fall far from the old flesh? No, when it, it comes to the Cronenberg name, so they're just going to assume, oh well. A Cronenberg son is not going to be doing rom coms, right? It's a big Infinity flesh Pool dream. is not about J J Lo and um, Josh Dumal. Josh, well, I mean, yeah, Shotgun Wedding. It's You're not. I mean, it's not. Wedding. It's not. Yeah, at, take place at a high class hotel where she is the concierge and he's the richest man to ever come to the hotel. Right. And they fall in love in an infinity pool. Right. Like that's not what this movie is. That's not what this movie is. No. Um, yeah. We, we haven't seen the movie, so we actually also don't know exactly what it is. Um, this movie, I think what's interesting about it to me too, is number 10 is Cronenberg's infinity pool. Number nine is left behind rise of the antichrist a fathom event, a new left behind movie. And they both make basically made almost exactly the same amount of money. Two point five. Yeah. There was like less than 40 grand. Yeah. So, so you're talking about, you know, like, uh, one or two church buses got them over the hump past infinity pool. It's very interesting that these two movies made almost the exact amount of money. It is, it really does show you the battle between the light and the dark. You know, if Left mm-hmm. Behind is supposed to be the light and and Infinity Pools the dark, that battle is is neck and neck, you know, at the box office. The, the Oh yeah, we are we, that that battle is is by no means uh anything but hotly contested still yeah. after all these years, after all these uh eons if you will. Yeah depending on how long you think the earth actually existed. Right. And it depends based on whether you went to see left behind or if you went to see infinity pool. Um, one, you know, one group thinks it's since Jesus or whatever. And then one group thinks that it doesn't exist and it's all in the mind of, uh, you know, a rock or something like that. What is your take? Uh, is it like Jesus or whatever, or the rock thing? Or do you, you're just... I haven't seen either of these films yet, so I... I oh, I, these will be the deciding factor in your belief system. I think so. I think at this point it's time for me to make a decision, and these are the movies that came out this week, so I think I should see Left Behind, I should see Infinity Pool, and finally go one way or the other on my belief You may system. not be able to see Left Behind in the theater because it's a Fathom event, and I think it was only available for... A few days, and this this showing that it had here, 
you know, that it's per theater average, $1,800. I don't know if that's going to warrant a extension on the Phantom no. event. You know, this is no, not... No, this is not a chosen situation. Exactly, exactly. Left Behind didn't open up number three and have a $5,000 per screen. And then they're like, we got to extend it. You know, uh, Jesus wins. He, Jesus and Infinity Pool dead heat here so left behind we can look at if we're using you know musical acts here Mm because you mentioned billy alish and ti left behind is looking like new kids on the block and the chosen is looking like the your backstreet boys and your nsyncs right like when they kind of took over they were like the they were the literal new kids on the block that kind of made new kids on the block look like old hat. Yes, yes. And yeah. it's a it's this the performance of this left behind rise of the Antichrist, it is not great for the career of Kevin Zorbo. It's not great for him as a star within the uh, these the underground Christian fathom event films, because yeah, he's he's now fallen behind the stars of the chosen, and I think you're going to start to see these cast members of the chosen series that are being released in theaters. They're probably going to start getting cast in a lot of the parts that Kevin Zorbo used to you know, make his bones on. I think mm-hmm. Kevin Zorbo's probably got a high price tag when it comes to these Christian movies. And he's no longer the box office draw that he once was, you know, back in the God's Not Dead days. And I think those chosen cast members, they're sitting pretty now and they're going to be able to steal prime roles like the role of Rayford Steele, which is what Kevin Zorbo plays in Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. He, he might not be the, the first choice, especially, again, with his high price tag. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I bet you Sorbo's asking for a lot. Yeah. Money-wise, yeah. but also, also attention-wise. Exactly, exactly. And listen, it's not 2014 anymore. 2014, nope. Kevin Zorbo starred in God's Not Dead. That film made $60 million at the domestic box office. We're in 2023. Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist just opened to 2.5 million. Dead Heat with a baby Cronenberg film. Kevin Zorbo, you're going to have to bring down that quote, or I think you might be out of the Christian uh, Fathom Event films game. Yeah, I mean, the ball is in his court, definitely. Right. right, right. Now, speaking of a great big ball, mm-hmm. Earth, yep. big blue marble. Number eight, The Wandering Earth 2 made $3 million in only 142 theaters. And, Pat, I want you to peep this per theater. Per theater. <laughs> per theater. Um, poor <laughs> per theater average here. 21,000. Yep. Yep. Per theater. Yep. On only a hundred. How crazy is that? I mean that I, I it was so incredulous halfway through I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's 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 insane this this movie's per theater average. Wandering Earth 2, twenty one thousand dollars per theater, 
by far the highest per theater average. Oh, geez. At the box office last weekend. There's nothing I'm scanning down. There's nothing even close to that. I mean, for comparison, the number one movie, Avatar Way of Water, of course, in its seventh week, only did $4,000 per theater. Mm -hmm. Wandering Earth did $21,000. So that's the kind of per theater average that keeps us a, 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 and when I say small release is a movie that's probably made a billion dollars already worldwide, but keeps a small domestic release like this in theaters a long time. It's good. This is the type of movie that's going to keep those bookings at the domestic theaters, maybe get an expansion again, yeah. the type of per screen average that Kevin Zorba was not able to put up with uh, uh, with his new Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist movie. Now, uh, not to be Earth... too hard on Kevin Zorbo. Sorry about that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. To... I think we need to lay off on him a little bit. Yeah, he's here. he's having a tough time. He's going to have to lower his quote. So yeah. we don't want. It's always on. a sad day when you have to lower your quote. Yes, yes, Pat. So we shouldn't we shouldn't bash the guy. Yeah. It's, it's it's not he's not in a good place right now. Right, right. And we don't want to teach kids that it's okay to kick a man while they're down. Yes, yes. Do not kick a man when he has to lower his quote. Not mm -hmm. on that day. Now, this movie, Wandering Earth 2, has already made at the uh, worldwide box office, well, international box office, 355.5 million. Okay. And then worldwide, 358, because that's where that 3 million, that the American box office or the North American domestic box office gave it. Mm -hmm. This is, I I haven't seen the first one. I, the first one was a big hit on Netflix, I remember. Well, the first movie, the first here. Wandering Earth made internationally, made $695 million and then another 5.8 million in the US. So the first yeah. movie made over $700 million total worldwide. Oh, it was a huge hit, but I think more most people saw it here. Yes, on Netflix, yes. correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, it, it's it got that Netflix reverse bump in the sense that the the people who saw it on Netflix now inspired them to go see in the theater this time because it made three million domestic this weekend. So. It's only two million away from making what it made domestically its whole run, the first time, you know. So I think Netflix has definitely created Wandering Earth fans here in the United States. Now, was it available on Netflix at the moment, or is that where it's going to end up? I would assume that's going to be where it's going to end up, though. I guess, uh, you know, it's not a Netflix production. So they very well could have sold the streaming rights to a different streamer this time. You oh, know, yeah, Wandering bidding, bidding war. Wandering Earth 2 could end up on Netflix, but it could end up on The Cock. You know, it could end up on Peacock. Yeah. And it could end up on Tubi with Deion Taylor's Fear. We don't know for sure. Well, the distributor is WellGo USA. Okay. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not really sure what else they've done. Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing a uh announced streaming release for Wandering Earth 2. So listen, which is smart. They should announce it now. Get people in the United States to yes, have to go see in the movie theater. And yes. and at twenty one thousand dollars per theater, get it in more movie theaters. 
That's yes. that's what you got to do. You got to expand Wandering Earth, and you got to take some screens away from Kevin Zorbo and Left Behind: Rise of the Antichrist. So let's talk about. Let's jump all the way up to number three. Let's do it. It's time. Paton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that came out of left field for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about it in our preview episode. We didn't. It was a blind spot. This is one of those Bollywood movies mm-hmm. that came out of, quote unquote, nowhere. Obviously, it didn't come out of nowhere because there's plenty of people right. who were anxious to see this movie, who were uh, excited to this, see this movie, and saw this movie. Yes. And one of these people was one of B.O. boy Eric, mm-hmm. who sent us an email with the title, Paton is Sick AF. Thank you, Eric, for thinking about the kids. Yep. Paton, and he gave us the uh, how to pronounce it, which we thank you so much, Thank Eric. you, Eric. Uh, thank you, you knew. He knows I'm a mush mouth, and even that help didn't help me as much as it should, but that's on me, not on you, Eric. Uh, keep sending us pronunciations. Now, Patan had only barely been on my radar. The poster looked like a Marvel knockoff, and I don't go to most of the Indian blockbusters. But when it got a recommendation from one of my most trusted online sources, I'm not going to name this online source because, listen, Eric, we trust you. We trust you. We don't know this gentleman, so I- I'm not going to advocate for this gentleman. Does that sound okay with for you, Pat? That sounds fine. Right. I made plans to see it. I was one of two Caucasian viewers in the screening at a local Regal on Friday. As the new V pre-show and trailers played, I kept seeing more and more viewers enter until what I assumed was full capacity. Then somehow even more people kept coming in. I forgot the feeling of being in completely packed, excited screening. This was my first packed house Indian movie, and when megastar SRK first entered the screen, I thought there was an applause track playing from the movie. But no, this screening was just that nuts. Turns out, this is SRK's first film after a four-year hiatus, and it wasn't just hype. Every cheer and whistle was earned. This movie is pure energy from start to finish. Don't sleep on Patan, and don't underestimate the king, Shah Rukh Khan. As I write this, it's Saturday, and I'm going to see it again in an hour. Wow. What an exciting email. Wow. Wow, wow. Thank you, Eric, for that email, for the tip, for the boots on the ground, and for the pronunciation. Yeah, I mean, this sounds real exciting, um, mm-hmm. this sounds it's like giving me RRR like feeling. Yes. Here. Yes. A film that I finally did see about a week or two ago and, and you loved, loved it, loved it. The, the, I get the hype and yeah, that makes me want to see something like Patan because the energy in that movie and apparently according to Eric, the energy in this movie sounds like exactly what you want on the big screen. These big Bollywood movies are the type of movies that sell popcorn. You know, it's yes. the type of movie that makes you want to sit in a big screen and eat those Mike and Ikes. And that is mm. the number one job of any filmmaker. And it sounds like Patan does that. I mean, what I love about what I'm hearing about Patan is that it marks the return of a superstar. You know, love it. Deadline had an article uh, from uh, Nancy. Tartaglioni, 
is the name of the, mm-hmm. the writer of this article. And she said, Indian superstar Shara Khan is back in a big way. Four-year hiatus, like Eric also said. And it really goes to show the power of a movie star keeping themselves special. A movie yep. star taking a little break once in a while, giving everyone a breather, making people anticipate their comeback. And I think... Listen, Kevin Zorbo may be our our newest whipping boy, but our number one whipping boy of the last few months, of course, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, deservedly. And he should take a lesson from Shah Rukh Khan. Yes, go away for four years. Go away for four years. Take a lengthy hiatus. You got to come back with something good, something Mm -hmm. as good as Patan, you know, and I don't know if, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is capable of that. But if he were to take four years off, find his Patan, come back with something where there's singing and there's dancing and there's action that makes people clap, then he would be celebrated because people will have been been hungry for his comeback. But he just doesn't go away. But uh, uh, this superstar, Shah Rukh Khan, went away for four years. And now he's obviously bigger than ever. And I love to see that. Yes, love to see it. And this movie looks like it came out on Wednesday. So it's already at 9.4. I mean, we've got two big, uh, well, one big movie coming out this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. The Knock at the Cabin Door. But I don't think it's going to really eat into uh Patan's uh, uh, numbers because I do think that this 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 coming in at number three because mm-hmm. it went up the charts. I mean, it was for a while there looked like it was going to be number five this weekend. Then it kept moving up. Now it's number three. Mm-hmm. It beat out Missing. It beat out Megan. It beat out a man called Otto. Yep, man called Otto had that number three crown as of Sunday morning. If we had done mm-hmm. this show last night, we would have been announcing Patan at five or six. You know, and yeah. and we waited till the final numbers were in, and we could accurately say Patan is number three. But it was a photo finish this weekend. Yeah, Patan. I mean, listen, Hanks is a huge star over here. Yeah, and Shah Rukh Khan, you know, stomped him out a little bit. Yep. I mean, listen, it's the fifth weekend of a man called Otto. First weekend here of Patan. Yeah. I don't know if we want to say. Shah Rukh Khan is the new Tom Hanks. I don't think we should go that far. No, no. Um, but you know what? Amongst global superstars like that, I'm sure they probably have each other's phone numbers. They probably texted. Oh, it looks oh like- Hanks gave him a call, I think, and was like, way to go, buddy. Do you think there was a concession call like there is at the night of an election? Do you think... Sunday night, Monday morning, these final numbers came in, and Tom Hanks gave a call to Shah Rukh Khan and said, "I concede, you are number three at the yeah at the weekend box office." I think Hanks did it. I mean, I I think he's that kind of guy. Yep. Uh, I also think that his movie's already doing well. It added theaters, so yep. it's not like this thing is getting extinguished by competition. Right. It's just rolling. I mean, let's talk about this man called Otto. It is, like you said, number four. It almost got up to number three, which is a great 
uh, sign because last weekend, Man Called Otto was number five. So this is a mm-hmm. movie that is clearly on the rise. It only dropped 24%. It added theaters, like you said. It's now at 459 so basically $46 million. This is a movie where now $50 million is a slam doink. We could see it gets a $60 million domestic. Oh, so here's the thing I was going to say. I'm sorry. We do have another movie coming out this next weekend, 80 for Brady. Yes, we'll talk about that on our weekend preview but episode. Yeah, it is aiming for the same audience as A Man Called Otto. Yes, yes. But what I will say, and not giving anything away for the preview, I think A Man Called Otto is still going to continue to bring in the people mm-hmm. that don't normally go to the theaters as much, don't go the first weekend, Mm -hmm. have to be kind of either schedule their time out or really coaxed into going. Right. And you're seeing with the added screens here and these small drops that this is a movie that's just going to have legs. It already does. I mean, it already officially has legs, but it's it's going to continue to have legs because even its competition isn't going to dent it. And the other movies that are coming out are not going to cross over as much with it to give it any sort of competition. No, I mean, I do. Yeah. 80 for Brady could, could bite in a little bit, but I think man called auto is clearly already a success. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we're, we're looking at possibly, possibly it could get to ticket to paradise level possibly possibly you know ticket to paradise uh ended up at 68 million that would be an incredible final mm. landing place for this man called Otto you know he's at 45.9 yeah. after 5 weeks and ticket to paradise after its 5th week was already at 61 so you know it 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 definitely had it's still pacing behind Ticket to Paradise at well, the same but, point. Well, but Pat, these these weekends are counting yes. its limited release weekends. Exactly. So you can't, you can't, it's not an even playing field. That's true. So you almost have to look at where uh, Ticket to Paradise was in its fourth weekend, which was 56 million. So it's closer. You're right. And and definitely Man Called Auto is holding really well. It's, it's just, I think, a testament to Tom Hanks has... He's listen. No one could continue the run that he had in the '90s and the all the way through the early 2000s. But he is clearly still a gigantic movie star, and his audience will continue to follow him for as long as they can. Now, before we get to the number one and number two, okay, quickly, yeah, quickly, because we talked about this movie a lot. Quickly, number five, Megan. Mm-hmm. It's now at 82.1. Yep. We were having this bet or this conversation as to whether it's going to beat Smile. Yes. And I think you said that it wouldn't. I did say I I think it would come a little short. Yes, I did. And I was was more bullish on it. Yes. I now believe that it can't. Well. And, And the reason for it is just because Cabin. Yeah. Is showing up. Yeah. I mean that knock is happening yep. next weekend. It's it's inevitably going to end up on the cock. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to make it fall short. This is going to be a success. By no means is it a failure. Oh, my it's God. Not Megan's overpass, a mega hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to pass Smile, which is a little disappointing because mm-hmm. I think it's a better movie than Smile. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But now I have changed my tune. I do believe it is going to fall short of Smile. I mean, the math is making it seem that way. You know, after four weekends, Smile had gotten to $84 million. And now after its fourth weekend, Megan is at $82 million. You said the knock is coming. And mm-hmm. like we, you know, like we talked about last week, Smile had its run in October. You know, yes. in the prime, Shocktober. in the Shocktober, the prime scary movie season, Megan is, uh, listen, Megan is doing amazing. It's probably going to be more, I think it passes Black Phone. I think it gets to mm-hmm. high 90s, which is, again, is incredible, but I don't think it gets to that hundred and whatever it is, two million that smile got to. And Megan never got the PLFs. So Megan never got the PLFs. Yes. Never got to see her dance on an IMAX screen or a Screen X or even a a Dol- uh, Dolby. Yes, yes. I unfortunately, do, I do. I do assume that Wandering Earth two did get a bunch of PLFs this weekend. And those, it, it, I think it did. It, it must have gotten some IMAXs and things. Yeah, and and I'm sure there's like a specific town somewhere where Billie Eilish live maybe got an IMAX. You know, there's there's. There's some of these in like limited release movies. Listen, there's probably a a city somewhere where it made sense to give Left Behind some PLFs, you know, Mm -hmm. for its Fathom event. And Kevin Zorbo obviously didn't earn those. He's going to have to lower his quote. But that movie probably got a couple of PLFs that Megan never got. So Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 140. Yeah. Yeah. Made 10. Point four this weekend. Wow. A drop of only 11. Amazing. So this thing is just chugging along. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I mean, people are excited. It's it's getting, did you hear about Eddie Murphy throwing some shade at Puss in Boots? I did not. What did Eddie so, Murphy say? Uh, he, it wasn't real shade. He was just being playful. Okay. He said he wants to do a donkey movie because if something like Puss in Boots can do well. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. He's like, I mean, Puss in Boots isn't isn't Donkey, isn't even a main character in the Shrek movies. No. So I want to do a Donkey movie. So this movie is inspiring Eddie Murphy to, to get back in the booth. I mean, that has got to be music to DreamWorks ears right now. Absolutely. Um, and... He is right because mm-hmm. a a a movie just called Donkey, starring mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, opens, I would say, to seventy five million dollars plus. Seventy five, seventy five million dollars. Donkey, yes, yes. That character, he is right. That character was huge. No huge. Shrek. No Shrek in it, just Donkey. Just and you donkey. think it's $75 million. I think it could do it. I think Donkey could do $75 million. Wow. Well, listen, I mean, I'm I'm sure that the people over at Universal are very excited at the prospect of that movie, even if it doesn't open at $75 million. I mean, no matter what, you got to get this next Shrek movie into production ASAP. And listen, of course, the ideal world is 
you get Eddie, you get Mike Myers, you get Cameron Diaz, get them all into the booth on different days. They don't all need to be there at the same time. And you get that next Shrek movie going. But I think you got to have a Puss in Boots cameo. Give him a victory lap in the oh, next Shrek 100%. movie. 100%. Now, I, I, I have to say, me and you are on separate pages as to how big this movie is going to be, whether it is a Greatest Showman run or not. But where we both were on the same page mm-hmm. and on a different page than pretty much everybody else who was reporting on this film, mm-hmm. we knew this thing was going to be a grower. Yes, yes. We, we knew it was early. a grower, not a shower. We knew that when it opened, mm-hmm. there was a lot of factors that were keeping families away from it. Mm-hmm. Snowstorm, Avatar coming out, right. all these different factors that we knew would eventually go away mm-hmm. or dissipate mm-hmm. in order for people to find this movie. And so I think we are vindicated that this movie has done what it has done, and we always believed in it. This is a movie that opened at $12 million. It is now six weeks in. It has never had a single-digit weekend. That, nope. To open at $12 million, and then in weekend six, make $10.4 million. That is, Clayton, we are not supposed... I agree. You can't just throw Greatest Showman around, and people mm-hmm. have done that. But this is a Greatest Showman situation. You have to listen to the playgrounds. They are chanting it. They're yelling at you, Clayton... You got to call this a greatest showman situation. They're playing hopscotch. They're playing tiddlywinks. You know, they're playing, they're playing tag. They're playing manhunt. If there are kids in Brooklyn, they're playing manhunt. And they are saying Clayton of the BO boys, you gotta give this greatest showman status to Puss in Boots the last wish. Ask me in $30 million. Ask me in 30 million and I'll give you the answer. So it, it needs to make another thirty million dollars. It needs to make as much as Greatest Showman, yeah. And then you'll, but you, okay. I will ask you that in thirty million dollars. And I do Great. like, I do like the idea that time should be measured in box office dollars. I think that is just a, a, a something that maybe more people should adopt. Is instead of saying, "See you in a week," "See you," you know, my birthday is in a month and a half. It should be. Talk to me in $7 million at the box office. Yeah. Or if you want to disclose how much money you make, you can say, I'll see you in this amount of time, which is this amount of your salary. Oh, okay. I I like it just being in box office dollars. Okay. We can do that too. I mean, on this show, definitely we will measure time in box office. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, Greatest Showman got to, what is this, $174 million. And this puss in boots is up to 140. But I mean, it's it's going to happen. I think I, I think this is a movie that has a shot against a 200 at this point. I'd love if it hit 200. It just has to stay off the cock. The puss has to stay off the, the cock. Puss has to stay off the cock. You cannot put this movie on the streaming service, Peacock. It'll hurt box office numbers. Keep the puss off the cock. Okay, now let's yes. talk about Avatar. Okay. Let's look at the charts. We're going it we're is, going to the charts. We're going to the charts. All-time domestic. It is just 
beat Star Wars episode, whatever that is, The Last Jedi. That one. Yeah. It is, has beat it. It is now number 11, all time domestic. Wow. Wowie, wow, with wow. 620.8 million. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It is right underneath the Avengers. Wow. It needs a little less than $3 million to beat it. So it will do it. It'll do it so by it's the end be of top this week. By the end of this week. So it's going to yeah. be top 10 for sure. For sure. For sure. And internationally, it's $2.1 billion. I mean, worldwide, of course, worldwide. Mm -hmm. And so let's look at that chart. So yeah, while you look that up, I mean, I'm just looking up at the domestic all-time list. I mean, like we've been saying for a while now, it looks like it'll nestle next to Titanic because it'll pass Avengers in the next couple of days. By the end of the week, it'll make that $3 million to pass Avengers. And then Jurassic World is at 652 domestic. Avatar Way of Waters at 620. So it needs 33 million to get past Jurassic World. That's probably going to take two more weeks at this point. I think it mm -hmm. needs two weekends, maybe a third. Um, and then at that point, it'll pass Jurassic World and it'll only be seven more millions to pass Titanic. So it'll probably pass that too. But then that's yeah. probably it. That'll be as high as it could go. I think we both agree. But it should be able to pass both uh, pass Avengers, Jurassic World, and Titanic. And then that'll be now, where it ends. Worldwide, it is at number four. Okay. Right under Titanic. Wow. Which is at 2.2. So Avatar, The Way of Water, Titanic, Avengers Endgame, and the original Avatar, that is your top four. Wow. Three of those wow. are Jim Jim Cameron. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. And so it looks like it's going to, could possibly pass Titanic, but if anything, it's going to be, it's going to be either three or four. I don't see it beating Endgame 2.7. That's crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It won't beat the original Avatar. No. But it beat The Force Awakens. At So, listen... No Star Wars movies above the Avatar movies. Yep. Yep. It's it's incredible. It's it yeah. it, it he did it again. He did it again and he'll do it again with the third one and we're going to be sitting here in what? 2 years? 2 years, December 20. And it's going to start out slow again yep. and everybody's going to say, "Well, maybe he lost it this time." Duh. He can't do it a third he can't do it a third time. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Duh. Mhm. Mm They'll say that. They'll say exactly that. They'll say that. I'm quoting the future right now. Yes, yes. The, and the future happens in approximately $80 million domestic from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Avatar. So, here's the thing. We're going to talk about this on our preview episode. Just a little tease. Oh, yeah. Will mm. knock at the cabin door beat Avatar? At number one. Yeah. Will that happen? We we will be talking it's about It's not that. assured. It is not assured. It's not assured, but we are going to make firm predictions on our next episode, our weekend preview episode, and we are currently scheduled. You know, listen, anything could happen. 
between now and, you know, I think three or four million domestic uh, from now. That's our time measurement. But anything can happen between now and the recording. But we are currently scheduled to have from Exhibitor Relations Co., Jeff Bach, joining us on our next episode to talk this upcoming weekend. And listen, you know we're going to be talking uh, further into the future with him. We always go go off when we have yes, Jeff Bach this is going to be our, our beginning of the year preview. It's been late, but there hasn't been a lot of big movies coming out. Yeah, I, th- I think what we're, we're planning to do with Jeff is to do a overview of from now until the start of the summer season. That's, yes. that's the plan. So the next couple of uh, uh, box office months coming up. So yeah. right now, Jeff Box scheduled to be on our next episode. That's going to be huge. But Clayton, I think we've done everything we need to do on this episode. We definitely did it. Um, Pat, where can they find us? There's so many places. I mean, email us, the Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We love boots on the ground reporting like we got from Eric. So email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the most important podcast platform. So give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a written review. We'll read it on air. But the most important thing, those five stars. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on YouTube right now. So if you watch us on YouTube, we're pointing down. That's where you find your subscribe buttons, your like buttons. Smash smash click the, that bell click that bell smash that like button double smash the subscribe button actually don't double smash it because then the first smash would subscribe you yeah the yeah, second yeah. smash would unsubscribe you so just do a single smash we'll only smash in odd numbers yeah so you could smash this once or three times yeah because then the third one will resubscribe anyway just smash those buttons or five times yeah smash those buttons times. on youtube and of course follow us on social media specifically twitter at the bo boys pod wannabe o intern christopher killing it with the video clips the audiograms on there lots of great uh content if you follow us on twitter and wannabe o intern christopher we just filmed and recorded his brainchild, a very special episode of the BO Boys, is coming to the feed in the next. It's coming. He's he's working on it in the lab. We filmed it. He's editing it. It's going to be spectacular. So you could always get more news about the BO Boys on Twitter at the BO Boys Pod. Clayton, that's all I got. That's all we need. Yeah. Except for. Until next time. We'll smell.